You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, the 8 o'clock hour. Glad you're with us this morning. Terry Waldrop, Mark Kramer here with you, subbing for the last time for Aaron Dietrich. Aaron will be back tomorrow. Heard from him yesterday, and they are back in the States. I still want to see, uh, Terry, if he comes on tomorrow and has a Jamaican accent. Yaman! Yeah, hey, no problem, man. I told him, if you guys have ever been to Jamaica, Kramer, I don't know if you've been, they have a deal called Dunn's River Falls. You ever heard of that? No. In Jamaica? It's out in the grill, Jamaica. And I told Dietrich, I hopefully he did it, and I did this when I was much younger, but it's a waterfall, and you climb up the falls. Right, and then there's the rock and everything. You could never do this in the States because there's people that break their legs there all the time. They're all scraped up and everything. And so I'm anxious to know because Dietrich, you know, Dietrich's a fit guy. He, you know, he goes in there and throws the weights around and all that kind of stuff. So I sort of challenged him to do that. So I can't wait to see, uh, to, to hear the details on that. If, he, if in if fact, he, he did. If he, I know Kim could do that. Is that the Jamaican version of CrossFit? Oh, no, no. This is uh, – <laughs> This is uh, CrossFit on slippery rocks and algae and everything. You could never do that in the States because the lawyers will be lined up. The lawyers, as a matter of fact, would charter the buses to take you to the Duns River Falls. Just hoping that somebody fell. No, well, they're going to. They're going to fall. And uh, you could look at the group you're with and go, yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy's going to be. And sure enough, they usually are. But I uh, can't wait to hear uh, Dietrich's uh, report on that. It, it should be fun. If you guys have ever been to Jamaica, if you've been to Duns River, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I, at my age now, I don't know that I could do it. I would be stupid enough to probably try again. But, uh, yeah, it, that's something for uh, for younger people. Highly, highly recommend that. So glad to get him back in, and hopefully Jake uh, can get back in. Uh, yeah, Aaron did tell me that Jake will be out all this week or the rest of this week. So, uh, again, we still uh, – Prayers for Jake prayers and Prayers uh, for his Jake and his, his family. family. Yep. That's right. Uh, Larry and Monroe texts in on the uh, Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance text line there's enough craziness in hollywood already the world is not ready for the jerry springer reality show in la that would come with lavar ball and lebron james if lebron goes to the lakers he he if he leaves uh philadelphia new orleans or houston should be the best move or he could always go back to south beach he could play with a 50 year old uh taking my talents yeah, exactly. And I'm going to, you know, I think this is a uh, this is a great marketing opportunity for the people that make the whiteboards. You need to make them uh, <laughs> yeah. LeBron, you know, where you don't injure yourself. You know, if you – so you've had the whiteboard. This is the stuff you draw on, right? right? And I'm assuming this is one of those big ones in the locker room that, that he you, put his hand through or whatever. Right. Yeah, fair enough. They also make the little handheld ones, you know, that you take out on the right. court. Well, one year – my assistants had ordered all these things, and they got a steel ones. You know, this the really hard because yes. you can't break the because coaches have a tendency to throw them down and break them. I mean, that's I think they personally they purposely make them real thin like that because you have to keep buying them. At any rate, they got a steel ones, Kramer. And so I'm in a game, and I got ticked off, and I take the steel board, and I'm in front of the kids talking, and I throw the steel board down to hit the floor. Well, it's going to be close to where they're sitting. And right as the, the, the board left my hand, I had this oh-God moment because I'm thinking, 
if the steel thing hits their feet, it's going to chop their toes off, and I'm going to be headlined on CNN. And so I slam it down. It literally is about an inch from one of them's foot. And so from then on, I banned all steel boards out of safety for myself, uh, more so than anything else. But, yeah, if you think about make a make a board where LeBron is easily able to punch through it, and so that way he doesn't injure his hands. Right, there you go. Or have a board that this is this is the board you punch. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, if you know, I couldn't come in and and do the the controls here this morning or type on the computer because you know I hurt my hand mowing the lawn. So I I started to not be able to do the show this morning because my hand was, you know, your hand was hurt. Oh, brother. But uh, yeah, he could go back and play with a fifty-year-old Dwayne Wade back in South Beach. <sighs> Big Dwayne, you gotta like that. I, I you know, again, I, I just the, going. You, there's no way uh, financially if he went to Houston. We mentioned this earlier in the show. If he went to Houston, that's all that would be. It would be three guys, and. Kramer and Waldrop. Yeah, Kramer, Waldrop, and Jamie Foxx. And Swaggy P. I'm still better than Swaggy P. Right, and Swaggy P. He's got me a nickname. Playing two minutes minutes a game. Swaggy P, Terry D. But they would have to. Mark C. Right, Mark C. There you go. They would have to gut their roster financially. Literally. They would have to gut their roster to be able to have all of those, the superstars stay and add LeBron to the mix. They're already in, you know, they're already kind of in purgatory as far as the um, salary cap is concerned, uh, Houston is. And so it's not really, while it's something that I'm sure a lot of fans would like to think about, it's not realistic. You know, if you're LeBron, you want to cement your legacy, go play for league minimum. Go play in Houston or go play, you know what, I'm about winning because LeBron Jamie, um, Jamie, sorry, Kramer. He has to be. I didn't come on this show to be insulted. Well, you're twice the man <laughs> Jamie is. <laughs> uh, and let, hey, look, here's the difference now between you and Jamie. When I look at you across the way, I don't have to look behind the monitor. I mean, you're you're tall enough, you're over the monitor. Uh, Jamie, anyway, so if you're LeBron, you have lost three out of four championship series to the Golden State Warriors. You've got to go to a team that can beat the Golden State Warriors. Now, if if I'm LeBron, and I wish I were, but I'm not, I'm thinking, you know what? Houston's going to be really good next year. New Orleans is a threat. Uh, San Antonio is always a threat. And so even though Oklahoma City in there, they're a nuisance. So Golden State is going to be tested coming out of the West. So if everybody can push Golden State and I come out of the East, Really, do you really think Boston is going to be that good or uh, Toronto or, or even Philadelphia? I go to one of those teams. I go to Philadelphia. All of a sudden now we're cakewalking through the east, and I'm watching Golden State try to survive. Now i got a chance to beat them. I, I actually have a chance to beat them uh, doing that. So why don't, why don't I go for minimum, what have you, going there? I've got to beat Golden State to cement my legacy. Forget all the greatest of all time stuff. It's out the window right now. And I'm a LeBron guy. I still think he's the best player in the world today. Forget all that. It's out the window. You have got to slay that dragon, which is Golden State. Which team gives you the best opportunity to do it? And it's not like LeBron's worried about a mortgage payment. Right. I mean, he's like Michael Jordan. 
I don't think, uh, except for maybe, maybe one or two years. Of course, I'd have to do a ton of research on this, but I've heard this story kind of before. Maybe one or two years, Michael Jordan was the highest play, highest paid player in the NBA. But most of his career, he was not the highest paid player in the NBA. And the reason for that is that he was making more money in endorsements than he was in salary. And he didn't need to be the highest paid player in the NBA because he literally was making two to three times what his salary would have been in the NBA in endorsement sure. money. Tiger Woods was doing the same thing. Right. You know, Tiger Woods was making like $100 million a year in endorsements uh, before, you know, he had all of his trouble. Well, that'll keep you in Taco Bandito, won't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And so LeBron very easily could have a, quote, you know, restructured contract. I mean, look how many times. And I know they eventually get all of their money. But restructuring to where it's back, you know, they get it on the back end or they get it in a signing bonus. That'd be creative. Or maybe they even get it. I know there's some instances where some of the teams will even pay beyond the person's actual career. You know, they'll continue to pay them part of this, quote, salary four or five years after they quit playing. Also, they are able to do – I know they do that in baseball a lot. Uh, with a lot of guys that they know are going to finish their career with a certain team. They have uh, a contract that extends beyond their actual playing days. But LeBron could restructure a contract very easily and try to make it a little more friendly for whichever team he goes to to be able to do that. 43 text in, hey, LeBron could go to Houston, take a pay cut, and win a championship. Here's the problem with that, and I'm not telling you it's not going to happen. we got a bunch of texts on here. Here's the problem with that. James Harden left Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook to be the man because he was the third wheel. He goes to Houston where he is the man, and they're doing okay. I mean, they're okay. He's, he scores a lot of points, doesn't guard anybody. In comes Chris Paul. James Harden is not the best player in the world, folks. James Harden's not the best player in his own backcourt. Chris Paul's better than he is. So now you're going to bring LeBron to that? And Harden, think of all the shots he jacks up. Now, all of a sudden, you're third banana again. Right. And, where's, um, the, where's the ball going to go? You know, how many times uh, will he, would, would he be able to get the ball with those other two guys? You know? I, and, think, I think that's fair. Either that or you gotta, you got to make James Harden trade bait. You know, what if you took a Chris Paul, a Paul George, and a LeBron? And how many times has Chris Paul finished the finished – the playoffs in the last four or five years. Mark, he's a great he player. Not. He's like Joel Embiid or Anthony Davis or Kevin Love. They're really good players. And Kevin Love's not as good as the other ones, but they're all injury prone. And this is what they are. Especially some, at the end of the year. Some people are injury prone. You get into the playoffs, and as much, you think of the mileage LeBron James has on his legs after, what, nine straight finals appearances. Think of the what is it two extra seasons he's played? Yes. When you when you count him, so he's the, played seventeen, not counting uh, either in preseason games too. I mean, if you're a garbage team and you suck, you don't have those extra miles on your legs. Uh, so he's played a couple extra seasons, uh, at least by minimum standards, and he plays major major. LeBron James plays more minutes than anybody else, literally in the NBA, and it plays at a very high rate. The problem is LeBron; he's a he's a great player. 
He's probably a pretty good coach. He's terrible as a general manager because his buddies, he rewards with contracts. Well, Tristan Kardashian is awful. I mean, he's just absolutely awful, and they're stuck with a long-term contract with him. J.R. Smith, I'm not sure he knows he has a contract, but he's getting a lot of money for it. Uh, Corver was a really the most efficient three-point shooter in NBA history. He took a no-show in the playoffs when they needed him most. Uh, Kevin Love is a very talented guy who would be the best player on a mediocre team. He'll be the best like player. Like he was with the Timberwolves. No, that's what he'll be next year in Cleveland. He'll be the best player on a team that won't make the playoffs, and he'll get hurt about halfway through. Uh, you know, Kevin Love is a, is a, is a tease. He, he, man, that guy could be really good. Joel Embiid's the same way. Anthony Davis is similar in that respect. If he could ever stay healthy, I think Anthony Davis is arguably the third best player in the world. But he's not healthy. Tony texts in and says the only time LeBron can beat, beat Golden State was when Curry was playing hurt. Bogut got injured in game four and never came back in the series. Draymond Green missed the game because of suspension. And the Cavs were 100% healthy with Kyrie Irving. Uh, LeBron never beats Golden State again. Um, that was one other thing real quick before we go to the break. Uh, another reason why I said some people, they just need to keep some of these guys away from microphones after, the, after, the, uh, after these games are over. You've got one of the, of course, he did it on the condition of anonymity because it was just plain stupid what he said, and he didn't want to take credit for it. So the reporter puts it out on the condition that he wasn't authorized to say anything. But this, well, things would be different if one of the Cavalier players. Well, things would be different if we had Kyrie Irving still. Really? You had Kyrie Irving last year. You were still down 3-0 last year. Kyrie Irving had 38 points in, I believe, game four and 40 points in game five, and you, and you won one game. And the other game where he scored like 38, you lost. So, to me, that's just an idiotic statement. Well, we'd have had Kyrie. We'd, well, you know what? Your best player is the one that ran him off. He didn't leave on his own. You guys ran him out of town. So, I just thought that was about as ridiculous a comment as I've heard during all of this stuff. Interesting stuff. Man. Yeah, we'll go ahead and take another break when we return. Here on the morning drive, Mark Kramer, Terry Waldrop, John Tabor here with you this morning. Nick White coming up at 8.30. Talk about ULM Athletics, and we'll be right back. As Father's Day approaches, make Dad's life a whole lot easier with the new Cub Cadet Zero Turn Mower from Yard Power. Now till Father's Day, if you buy a residential grade Zero Turn Cub Cadet Mower from Yard Power, you'll get a free string trimmer while supplies last. There's a huge inventory of mowers to choose from because Yard Power is your Cub Cadet Superstore. Make Dad's Day with Yard Power, Highway 165 North in Monroe and just off New Natchitoches in West Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. 
Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. Here's a heads up, guys, for the month of June. Since it's the uh, most popular month for weddings, your anniversary's probably this month, okay? So National Jewelry's ready with the most popular gifts for your gal, like the new stackable rings, diamond jackets to enhance her diamond earrings, 20% off all pearls. June is anniversary month. Don't forget yours, okay? Stop by National Jewelry, Reynolds Drive in Ruston, your diamond and engagement ring store. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Mark Kramer and Terry Waldrop here with you on this beautiful Monday morning. Aaron will be back uh, tomorrow as well. And um, had a a great event you know it happened hadn't didn't happen for like almost 40 years a triple crown winner in uh, horse racing and of course american pharaoh did it in 2015 and then had another one just four years later three years later um on saturday with justify and uh you know i love horse racing i've been going ever since i was a kid my grandpa was big into uh, horse racing in cincinnati and uh, so I've, it's been, you know, part of my childhood and everything. And I love to watch uh, that kind of stuff, whether it's on TV or in person. And uh, what an amazing race that was. Uh, I thought the whole time, of course, one of the things, and we had uh, Rick on uh, from down in New Orleans uh, on uh, Friday to talk about it. Uh, he's, you know, been in horse racing his whole life and was a jockey agent and and uh, is our kind of our resident expert on horse racing. And he picked it right on the nose. He said that if Justify was going to win, he was going to have to get out out of the number one shoot and lead from the very beginning and make everybody chase him down. And he did that. Mike Smith, how would you like to be 52 years old? And, you know, most of the time in any kind of athletics, and some people might say, wow, horse racing is not athletics. But – Something like that, like golfers, you know, they can still play on the Champions Tour over 50 years old, still make a good living and still be able to perform and, and play the game that they love to play. Um, you know, a jockey, he's a 52-year-old jockey. How would you like to w- be able to win a triple crown? We think about these, uh, even the jockeys being 25 to 35 years old, you know. And how would you like to win the triple crown at 52 years old? That's what Mike Smith did. And the first time he's ever won the Triple Crown, and that's what Justify. When he came around the turn, one of the things about if you don't follow it that much, one of the reasons why the Triple Crown has been so elusive over the years, uh, I believe he Justify was number 13 uh, in the over 100-year history, is because the Belmont is so much longer than the other two races. It's a mile and a right. half. Right. And – a lot of the horses that win the first two races 
have trouble with the distance, and they end up getting caught by horses that are more bred to run that kind of long distance on a regular basis. You have horses that are actually bred and trained for those longer races throughout the country. They just travel on the circuit to the different tracks and run those mile-and-a-half kind of races. So a lot of times the the favorite that's that won the first two jewels kind of gets tracked down a little bit and passed in the stretch uh, by some of these other horses. And I, I'll be honest with you, when they made the turn and came down the home stretch, I actually thought that a couple of those horses were gonna were gonna catch him, but then he turned it on to turned it up to another gear and was able to hold everybody off, including Gronkowski, who came in second. You know, Rob Gronkowski's got a a, a stake in that horse, and it never run in the United States before. Gronkowski had not, and so it's a foreign. It was a foreign horse, and a Russian horse. Probably. It was dead last. Coming out of the gate, if you watch the replay, it came out of the gate and was like seven or eight lengths behind the rest of the field. It kind of stumbled out of the gate and ended up blowing by everybody and coming in second about maybe, I think, the winning, it was a a length and a half or something like that, which isn't that much. But think about the fact if, if Gronkowski had broken right away and broken with the rest of the field, with that kind of power coming on at the end, would he have been able to track him down had he not had to exert so much energy just to catch up with the field about halfway around? Yeah, I just want to see the drug test results on that one. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I want to see the PED test on that horse. <laughs> so um, the other the other winner was um, – uh, I mean, the third-place horse, Hofbird, was the second money uh, horse as far as the betting was concerned. But I loved the the humbleness of Mike Smith. You know, they had a camera on uh, the uh, rider that rides the horse that rides around with them, you know. And so they had a microphone there, and you got his comments right after the race was over. And uh, he uh, is a faith-based guy and uh, – you know, gave credit, all the credit to God and everything. He just seemed like a really, it was just a real humble moment uh, in this day and age of, of sports being, you know, it's all about me and right. all this kind of stuff. Uh, I, it was very refreshing to see somebody that had attained that kind of, of you know, reward uh, for what he does in his sport to take a real humble approach to it. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. I was actually out of town, but I, I watched a lot of the replays and, I think we're going to talk a little bit about on the edge. Uh, naturally, when anybody loses these days, it's never their fault. One of the other guys that owned two horses, the horse that finished last and the horse that finished fourth, forgot what the guy's name was, um, and, and I've got it on my thing. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Uh, complained that the Triple Crown horse, the, the one that won it, what was his name? Justify. Just, I'm sorry, Justify. The stablemate of Justify was also running in that race. Right. Bob Baffert had two. The trainer had two horses in the race. And the individual that owned the fourth and last place horse said the stablemate would act as a blocking back for Justify to win. So, in other words, Justify didn't win. They cheated. And so his, his horse had actually won, I think, back in 2010 or whatever, a couple of the races. I mean, very well-known guy. But now we're cheating in horse races. 
you know, and they do the same thing. They and they actually do do it in in uh, auto racing. You know, a certain team guy can go and block. Sure. They end up blocking somebody else. Uh, but it's that's kind of creative to use that kind of excuse in horse racing. Jay said, I want to see what the stud fee is for that horse. Uh, yeah, Triple Crown, that's going to be uh, cha-ching. That's got to make you smile if you're owning that horse. Uh, how would you like that, Mark? What, what a great job. I'm trying to get Jamie Foxx that job. Win the Triple Crown, and for the rest of your life, eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> be well, real, yeah, that's merry. Why, that's why a lot of the people, when these, uh, when these horses are uh, bought as yearlings, um, you know, a lot of times they, you know, these guys, these companies or individuals pay up to a million dollars for these horses and uh, just, you know, hope that they get their money back and they turn into this kind of a thoroughbred horse. Uh, I know that one of the things that I thought was really interesting about Justify is that didn't race as a two-year-old. That's extremely unusual. You know, I've talked many times on all of our shows about sometimes uh, we talk about athletes that maybe played one year of high school ball, no matter what sport right, it is. Right. And then they end up having a great college career and going into the professional ranks in whatever sport it is and really performing well. And there, I think, and this is just my own personal opinion, I think, of course, that, you know, we're, we put kids in things too early. We oversaturate their play too early. There's something to be said for going in with a fresh body. And I know we're talking about a horse here versus, you know. Still athletic. But it's still, yeah, it's still an athletic part of the move. And for not for him not to have raced as a two-year-old, well, that's a lot of wear and tear on a thoroughbred racehorse's body right. that you don't get by not racing them until they're a three-year-old. And so, you know, there may be something uh, said for that. It's one of the first times that, I know they said it on the broadcast the other day. It's one of the first times that any of their experts could remember uh, even a Kentucky Derby winner not running as a two-year-old at all and only starting their racing career as a three-year-old. And I know they made a big deal about, well, he's the only horse in Seattle slew to take the Triple Crown as an undefeated horse. Well, you know, since they didn't run as a two-year-old, that's kind of a – yeah, kind of a misnomer as a stat, I think, because they don't have near the races that they would have had had they been a two-year-old. Excellent point. But uh, the thing that always amazes me, though, you know, they have the ability now with all of the technology and TV to superimpose one thing over another. And they've superimposed Secretariat running in the Belmont, you know, when he won by like 33 lengths. Right. And – they can superimpose that over Justify and American Pharaoh around, or some of the other winners around the track. And Secretariat beats these horses by like six lengths. Legitimately the greatest. Yes, of legitimately all time. the greatest. Man uh, of War Secretariat. And I remember watching that in 73, watched it on TV, and it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Is, uh, you know, you're talking about if they're running against other horses. You know, you can see there's that competitiveness. Hey, you know, that's what they're bred for. You know, go out and run. But Secretariat basically ran three-quarters of the race completely by himself. Yeah. And so he was running against himself and still set 
the all-time record at Belmont that hasn't even come close to being touched. I think he stopped and ate lunch since, during yeah, the way. And since 1970. Yeah, uh, the, uh, Lafitte Pinkai, who was the jockey, you know, high-fived people in the stands as they ran by. <laughs> Speaking of high-fiving, Nick White coming up next. That's right, Nick White coming up next. Talk about ULM Athletics. This is the Morning Drive here on 97.7. Your dad's put up with cutting grass on that old broken-down mower long enough. It's time to get him a bad boy from Yard Power in Monroe and West Monroe. Yard Power has the full lineup of bad boys. And through Father's Day, buy any new bad boy mower, and YP will give you a free Echo String Trimmer while supplies last. The Bad Boy Father's Day blowout is going on at Yard Power. Highway 165 north of Century Lincoln, Monroe, and on Walter Lane just off New Natchitoches in West Monroe. When things heat up and you need to cool down, call the experts at Chili's Heating and Cooling. Take advantage of our current offers on all our qualifying Lennox air conditioning systems. Visit us online at Chili'sAC.com and like us on Facebook. Chili's Heating and Cooling, your independent premier Lennox dealer. Chili's Heating and Cooling, we heat you up, we cool you down. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive here on Sports Talk 97.7. Go right to the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline and bring in uh, Mr. Vacation also, him and him and Dietrich at the same time, kind of scary. Mr. Nick White joins us. Good morning, sir. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you guys? How was your vacation? Uh, it was fantastic, uh, as always. It was, uh, it was nice. It was good to, to get away, and uh, after a long uh, very long uh, you know, travel season and broadcast year and nearly 100 games uh, behind the mic. and um, So it was good to get away and, um, you know, have some quality time with my wife and uh, just uh, kind of relax and decompress a little bit and now kind of kind of get ready for, for a summer, jump right in with, uh, with, uh, with VBS last night at my church. And so uh, – just dropped my son off at uh, – just saw Coach Fed with uh, baseball camp at ULM and 
uh, you know, it never stops. So kind of kind of jump right back into it and uh, get right back at it. So. Yeah, Nick, you, you know, people don't realize until you've actually gone through it, even, you know, mine's only been on a 20- or 30-game basis in baseball uh, with Louisiana Tech, but uh, people don't realize the extreme travel schedule uh, that somebody that does something like you do that's uh, the voice of a school that does all the sports now that you're going to be doing football as well uh, and everything full-time, what the travel schedule's like and how, uh, you know, it's not family-friendly and it wears you down emotionally uh, as much as physically uh, with all the travel and, and changing uh, travel schedules and, and planes and hotels and, and all of that. When you do it like you do all year long, it really is very taxing. Yeah, there's no doubt. Now, of course, I'm, I'm not complaining. There, there are worse jobs right. out there. So uh, oh, yeah. there, there's, what there's, certainly, uh, there's certainly there's certainly worse things to do, but, but it does. Um, now, of course, you know I've been doing the road games, you know, football for you know three years right. now. So, so obviously, I've been been doing that that portion of it as well. So, um, so nothing really on that front will change, and, and I'll obviously have have you know all the games, you know, football moving forward, um, and, and expect to, I guess, you know, an official uh, release coming out here <clears throat> in the next few weeks on, on all that uh, on all that stuff. But uh, you know, and 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 I think that was all kind of kind of semantics anyway. But um, yeah, you know, here, here's whenever it hit me, and, and I guess it, you know, you, you always hit that wall. And this year, it hit me after Coastal Carolina and baseball, and that was kind of where it. I remember getting back from that trip, and I was kind of like, "Ooh, uh, I'm I'm tired," <laughs> you know. That was kind of yeah. that was kind of. You know, where, where it was like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of hit that wall. You know that that, and and you still had about a month left in the season. Now, you know, I wanted baseball season to continue more than anybody, and and I certainly had a vacation planned, and uh, I had a contingency plan. Had had you know things worked out in, in a different direction, but um, that's, there's a thing called travel insurance. That's why you do some things like that. But uh, you know, um, but but yeah, it was after that trip where I was kind of like, ooh. <laughs> Kind of, kind of hit that wall, you know. And thankfully, after that trip, uh, we were home for for just a little over two weeks, and, and never had to leave the state of Louisiana again. So I was able to kind of recharge from that point and and kind of get ready for that last stretch. But um, you know, it is taxing. You look at you know you know guys like like you know you know one of my my mentors, my, my main mentor, like Dave Nitz, who's been doing it for for forty plus years, and. Um, you know, you know, how does a guy like that keep doing it? And uh, just find a way to dig deep. And, uh, you know, the travel does wear on you. But uh, as you mentioned, there there are worse things, the worst jobs that, uh, that you can do. Um, and so I'm blessed to be able to have the job that I have. But uh, it was nice to be able to get ready for a little vacay and uh, be able to and, – and you only get a true vacay if you leave the country. I and mean, that's, that's yeah, the that's, line. Yeah, that's right. So, You're right. And, uh, hey, so and Nick, that one of – we just wanted to, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit this morning because um, we weren't able to have you on because you were gone last Monday. And I uh, want to pick your brain a little bit uh, about want to cover each one of the major sports, you know, that, that, you, that you cover at ULM and kind of get your thoughts a little bit on what's going to be offing in the future uh, this next school year uh, for each one of the sports. And, of course, you know, really – 
almost barely a month, we're going to have camps opening for football. So uh, let's start there first, since that's the next thing coming up on the horizon. Uh, give us a little uh, thumbnail of what you expect, uh, maybe new faces, uh, things to look for with Warhawk football. Well, I think one, the yeah, I think it, it's cautious, cautious optimism is the best way to to look at the upcoming football year. You know, Coach V's going into his third year, uh, back to back four and eight years. There's no question. Last year was a much better uh, four and eight uh, team than, than the prior year of you know with the schedule that they had last year. Um, offensively, I mean, goodness, you got you got Caleb Evans coming back. You got uh, I, I shouldn't even let off with Caleb Evans. Actually, you got All American Marcus Green coming back. I mean, that, that's that's you know right there what you got to look at, and uh, maybe the best wide receiver core in the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, you know, offensively they bring I believe nine of eleven starters back. So watch out for them, and and really on the defensive side, there's nowhere to go but up. I mean, that, that's the bottom line there. I mean, the, the defense. Uh, had their struggles, but you look at all those freshmen that they got pressed into action last year, and uh, you know they're going to end up uh, better on that side of the football. So uh, schedule's much, much friendlier this year. Um, I love, you know, the news that came out um, while I was on vacation, uh, moving that opener uh, to a Thursday night. That's a great move. Uh, with Labor Day weekend, you maximize your student uh, crowd and, and all that on that Thursday night opener. And then, uh, you know, you got a trip down to, to Southern Miss. So uh, you got that opportunity to open things up there uh, on a good note before you head down to Texas A&M and, and uh, you know, get things going on the right note. But uh, cautious optimism. Uh, you know, they're in divisions now, first year for a, a Sun Belt potential title game there. Uh, their division, uh, you look at, uh, yeah, I think Arkansas State's going to end up the favorite, but I think whenever you look at, at the rest of their division, you know, whenever the, the polls come out here in just a little over a month, whenever we head to media days, um, they're going to end up – they're not going to end up last, which is something that, that hasn't been the case. I mean, they've been dead last the last two years, thick, and, and they have not finished that in either of those two years. And um, they're going to end up – you know, I would be shocked if anywhere, you know, picked less than third in the West Division. I'd be, you know, be surprised that they're not any, any you know, lower than second. In the West Division, with you know ULL rebuilding, Texas State still rebuilding, uh, and South Alabama also in, in their division as well. So, um, but but once again, you, know, you got to get over that hump, and that's why I say cautious optimism uh, with the upcoming football season. Hey Nick, I got a question. Where you know you get the opportunity to travel with three sports, and you're going all over the country, you know everywhere that the league is. Tell me the fate, you know, and you see, so you know all the restaurants and you're there with all the coaches and everything. So you have a familiarity that, that nobody, including the coaches, have because you're there with three different sports. Give me your favorite city and tell me why. In the league? Yeah. Uh, Appalachian State's my favorite place to go in the league. Now, a close second is, is now Coastal Carolina and, and obviously with, with uh, Myrtle Beach. But I love the mountains. So, uh, and, and sadly, this year I did, did not get to go. Just the way the, the whole travel, you know, the way the schedules, we, we did not go to Appalachian State at all this year in anything. Football, they came here. Basketball, only one trip they came here. And baseball, they came here. So, uh, sadly, I didn't get to go to Boone this year. But, 
I, I love that trip. I love going up there. And so that that's my favorite swing, if you will, because, you know, they're travel partners. Uh, so in basketball, um, you know, you get, you get one side of it uh, with the beach whenever you go to Coastal Carolina and go to Myrtle Beach. And then on the other side, you get to go to the mountains. So uh, uh, two great additions to the league there. Uh, I like those. But I'm a creature of habit as well. Uh, I stay at the same hotels, even if the team doesn't. You know, I, I now pretty much, aside from football, whenever you travel with football, especially on charters, you kind of, uh, you're kind of with them. But in basketball and baseball, um, sometimes I stay where the team stays. But uh, I, 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 like, I like the hotels that I know where everything's at. And I like the restaurants. I'm a creature of habit. Mark, you've been around me a long time. You know that. I like, I like yes. to eat what I, like, what I know that's good and stay where I know it's good and all that. So, uh you know, I, I don't mind Jonesboro, Arkansas. It gets bad rap, but it's got a lot better since I first started going up to Jonesboro, Arkansas uh, eight years ago. And, um, you know, Little Rock, I have, I have places to go there. And, uh, you know, Lafayette, I don't venture too far away because, you know, I, I could tell you about some, some classless things that happened, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was down there for baseball, but I'll just leave it at that. And, um, you know, it, it's, Mobile's a great place to go. So there's some great places in this league to be able to go and venture out to. Speaking of, you know, you mentioned basketball. I actually ran into uh, to Ryan Cross here about a week or two ago. We had a conversation. Kind of give us a, a prelude to what basketball you think is going to be this year, uh, like you did with football. Well, I'm, I'm excited about that as well, Terry. I mean, you probably get the same kind of optimism, you know, from Coach Cross that, that I've gotten and, uh, one, I think, I think the job that, that Coach Richard and, and Coach Cross, and and now you, you know you got you got the uh, two other assistants that have come in, and, and some of their ties and what they're going to bring to the table there. Coach Coach Dean, um, you know, and, and and where all he's been there. Um, it's going to be a pretty good team next year. Whenever you look at at what they've got coming back and what they brought in, I mean, it's you know they, they've got the potential and. Uh, Deshaun Smith, folks, uh, Terry, I, I know you're familiar with Deshaun, but uh, if folks uh, aren't familiar with him, just go and, and Google his name and go see some of his highlights. And This guy has a chance to be the best guard uh, in the league by far next year. He's explosive. Uh, he's got the potential to go and drop 30 a night. Uh, no, not every night, but, but you know, he can go and drop 30 uh, easily out there, and he's been sitting there waiting in the wings and uh, I had the chance to watch him, you know, in practice and, and sometimes on the road. And uh, There was no question he was the best player on that team, and he was sitting there on the bench all year last year because he had to sit out a year. He's got one year. He's going to be phenomenal. you got Travis Munning there. Uh, boy, Michael Ertle, what, what, a, what a great player he's going to end up being, just a sophomore. So, uh, you know, really, really excited about that team. Uh, you know, I think the schedule is going to be pretty favorable for him next year. Um you know, obviously, uh, some of the news that came out about the, uh, the the new scheduling stuff in the conference. I, I haven't been able to talk to Coach Richard yet. I got a, I, I got a feeling, and I was talking to some other folks. I don't think the coaches were totally on board with this. Uh, of course, none of this this really doesn't go into effect till the next season. But uh, I think this was pushed by by the ADs and the president. That's just my feeling from what I've heard from other people. But um, it is what it is. Um, I still think, you know, it's going to be a one-bid league at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, they, they didn't ask my opinion on, on this thing. But uh, same, same with, you know, 
I, I think the NCAA tournament is, is about, you know, they, they're, they're going to thumb their nose at Sunbelt Conference USA and SOCON and everybody. They're, they're, they're just going to. And uh, some of the scheduling stuff is just going to end up, you know, confusing the heck out of a lot of us at the end of the, the basketball season. But uh, that's my personal opinion. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I think they got a chance to be, be pretty good next year. So um, it should be an exciting time for them, no doubt. Now let's uh, move on uh, quickly to baseball. And, of course, that season just ending not too long ago, uh, Coach Fed did a fantastic job in his first year. Uh, he's going to continue to be able to mold the guys coming back. You know uh, without a doubt that he's going to recruit some really good players with all the connections that he's built up over the years uh, with all of his years at Southern Miss. He's got a lot of junior college connections also. Uh type of guy that's really invested in ULM baseball. And, uh, you know, I, I expect, just me personally, I expect a lot of great things from him uh, this coming year and on into the future. Your thoughts? If you guys could have seen the look in his eyes whenever I interviewed him after that final game, sat that Saturday where the season ultimately ended uh, down in Lafayette whenever they lost that final game and, and Georgia State ended up taking the final bid in the Sunbelt Tournament, um, he was mad. <laughs> he wasn't happy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, and, and I tried to spin it positively. And, and, he, and obviously he understands, you know, they, they've made some tremendous strides forward. But uh, he was legitimately mad that they didn't get into the tournament. And that was his, their expectation. And uh, I love it. Uh, now, the positives, they, they went plus 11 in the win column. I think that's, that's pretty amazing. If you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, realistically, uh, what do you expect this team to be? I'd, I'd say about 15 wins. That you know, if you were asking me realistically what I would have thought this team would have done, I would have said about 15 wins. They far exceeded those expectations. Um, yeah, you know, inside the league, I think they gained a lot of respect with the way they went and battled and competed. Uh, they got they're going to have about 20 new faces on the team at least next year. So that's what happens in college baseball. You know, you guys are familiar with it. You watch some of the things that go on right here and. Um, you know, after, after the first year, you're going to kind of flip that roster a little bit, and that's kind of what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, uh, as I said, you know, concluding our, our last interview there, uh, I don't think you don't have to worry about, you know, going to that final weekend and, you know, worrying if you're going to be in the tournament or not. I think they're going to be in. They think they're going to be squarely in, and they're going to be uh, moving in the right direction. So uh, the future is certainly bright uh, there on the diamond with uh, Warhawk Baseball. Well, Nick, uh, welcome back again to, from your vacation and appreciate the time this morning uh, giving us the insight into all the athletics. Get some rest the rest of the summer, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon when football yeah, comes around. And let, let me come back before I start getting any hate mail. I, I see these leagues. Let me go back to basketball real quick. I know you guys got to go. I'm, I'm not saying these leagues deserve more bids. They, and, and Terry, you'll agree with it. You see it, you know. Conference USA, Sunbelt, they deserve multiple bids. They're just not going to get it. And that's what I mean by that statement. I don't want to have – I know some people might come off and say, man, you're negative and everything. I'm just being real. Um, yeah, that's the way it is. Really good, it is what you know, it is. <laughs> as much as I dislike them, ULL should have been in the NCAA tournament last year. They were, they were a darn good basketball team. But they didn't win the conference tournament, and they're not getting in. And guess what? With this new scheduling philosophy that's going to happen – Unless I, I have something else miraculous, I just don't see it happening. 
and you know there have been you know Texas had some great teams that should have been in the NCAA tournament. It's not happening, and it's sad. It's ridiculous. But uh, my blood pressure is going to start rising. I hate it. Um, I know what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to improve the seedings or whatever. Uh, and I commend them for trying to do that. If it's trying to get multiple bids, I don't see how it's going to happen. I just don't. Um, and so um, I wish the NCAA would get better at, at, at rewarding because there's some darn good basketball that gets played at this level. Really, really good basketball. And it's a shame uh, that some of the big boys kind of cower uh, to some of these other schools because, uh, you know, basically they, they know uh, they know they know jobs be lost whenever they get get popped by them. But there's my soapbox. I'll step away from it. Right. Nothing says postseason basketball like the 12th place ACC team with a losing record in. Right. Yeah. Don't That's your parting shot, up, man. That's your parting shot. Good stuff, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, buddy. We'll go ahead and take our final break, and we'll be back quickly with our parting shots here on the Morning Drive on this Monday on 97.7. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, SUVs, King of the Road Car King. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The King of the Road, the King of the Road Car King. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, you'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Desired Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. Dad, father, big guy, daddy, my old man. Whatever you call him, get him something special from J&H Boots and Jeans for Father's Day. Big boot savings on Lucchese, Ariat, Tony Lama, Justin, and Dan Post. Like Justin Bent Reels for $141.95. Special purchase of Dan Post Quilled Ostrich, $229.95. Plus, all men's hanging button and snap shirts. Buy one, get another for half price. Come on down to J&H Boots and Jeans for Father's Day gifts. Highway 80 West Monroe. Local Sports Talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the morning drive. Our last few minutes here, Aaron will be back tomorrow. And uh, we'll go ahead and finish things off here on this Monday with our parting shots. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Minnesota! Well, I'm going to tell you what, Channel 8, they've been packed it in, too. They didn't get any of this on camera. We got it. Oh, my God. Davis is going oh running all the way back. Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my gosh, no. I have lost my voice in excitement. I'm sick. I want to throw up.
I love I love that uh, they have about four or five of those. That's the first one I've heard that one. That one's, that one's really good. I, I enjoyed that one. Your parting shot, Mr. Waldron. My parting shot, um, I think, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm not sucking up to Nick White here, but if you listen to his interview, Nick White is a broadcaster. That, that he's a professional broadcaster, and he obviously does a really good job. Yes, he does. But it's more than that. And this is what I think the people do really well. You can listen to the passion in his voice about the teams that he covers. It's almost like you become part of the coaching staff because you hear yeah. things from the players, you hear things from the coaches. Uh, you can see him take a little dig there at the Dirty Cajuns down there. But you're sold out to something. You believe in something. And I will contrast that with the Cavaliers absolutely quitting in game four. Uh Parting shot, kudos to people that ride it for the long haul and do it the right way. And I'm not really down with the people that will quit at the drop of a hat. That's my parting shot. Yeah, mine's kind of the same thing. If you, Anytime you handle one of my big things, and we even try, and I say try because I know uh, don't always make it, but handle yourself with whatever you do. I don't care if you work in an office or you're a teacher or, you know, you drive a truck or you work out in the oil field or whatever, try and handle your business. You go a lot farther. It's the old uh, honey and vinegar, you know, kind of uh, theory that you get more with honey than you do with vinegar. Try to handle yourself with a class and dignity, whether you are a whether you're on the losing end or on the winning end. Because sometimes, you know, there's bad winners too, you know. Uh, and so it doesn't really matter which end you're on. Try and handle your business uh, in a kind of in a humble way uh, where you don't, you're not uh, throwing anybody under the bus or not making excuses. Uh, just kind of state the facts. It's the, is, it, the old it is what it is and uh, be able to just handle your business in the right way. And, you know, it's just like uh, we're a forgiving country here in the United States. And people that have done something wrong in the athletic realm, usually the ones that are forgiven the quickest are the ones that own up to it and just come right out and say, yeah, I screwed up. This is what happened. I did this. Sorry. You know, it was just a mistaken judgment or got put in a situation that I couldn't handle or something like that. And usually the American public is pretty forgiving. But, uh, you know, if you don't handle it that way, then sometimes uh, the majority of the population not so forgiving. So just uh, no matter what you do, try and handle yourself with class and dignity, uh, whether you're on a losing a positive end or a negative end of whatever situation. Handle your business. It handles. Yeah, it happens to be. So um, that'll do it for us today on this Monday. want to thank Aaron Dietrich for asking me to fill in while he was on vacation. Appreciate that very much. Appreciate Mr. John Tabor uh, producing the show and all of his help for me all of these uh, this this week in a day. And also all of my co-hosts uh, that we had, Terry Waldrop, Nick Brown, and Santoria Black, along with Jamie Fox. And appreciate all those guys, uh, all those good friends of mine as well, helping uh, to fill in while Aaron and Jake were out. So that'll do it for us here. Aaron should be back tomorrow. And so for John Tabor and Terry Waldrop, Terry will continue his three hours of power here on the edge in just a few minutes with Jamie Foxx. I'm Mark Kramer. 
This You've been listening to The Morning Drive here on 97.7. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.